Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayaz. Nightly Ramadan Reflections. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Wa bihi nasta'in. Wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala ahl baytih al-tayyibin al-tahirin. As much as we can hope and desire the mercy and compassion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's important to not be overly reliant on God's mercy and compassion to the extent that we begin to forego of our responsibilities and obligations. Because as much as God is merciful, as much as God is compassionate, and as much as God is generous toward His servants, It's also important to realize and recognize that in order for us to be recipients of all of that which God has to offer, we have to be putting in a little bit of effort. And there are prerequisites toward attaining God's bounties and God's blessings, both in this world and in the next. And though that his door consistently remains open, the door of repentance, the door of forgiveness, the door of mercy, the door of divine bounty, Nonetheless, due to our love for Him and due to really cultivating that love in the midst of these blessed days and nights of the holy month of Ramadan, we should just love to be amongst those who are in a state of perpetual obedience and loyalty and fidelity to Him. But nonetheless, for anyone who would come and state that getting to paradise is easy, we can't really justify such a statement when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the midst of the whole Qur'an and the traditions of the Holy Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his immaculate family, the Ahlul Bayt alayhim salam speak to the importance of being sincere, speak to the importance of being diligent and making sure that not only we're performing our obligations in regards to our prayers and fasting and so on and so forth but in regards to our but in regards to our responsibility when it comes toward our families and our communities. And in order for us to really implement all of that which we are taught to implement within Islamic tradition, and in order for us to really be a true human being, someone who illuminates divine qualities and the hearts of those all around us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala offers us incentive. And in the verses of the Qur'an, when God speaks about paradise and the details of those who enjoy the benefits of the garden, it's important to understand that He does so in order really to motivate us toward desiring to attain that which He speaks about. In the same way, for instance, that if I want to encourage my children to do something good, I often incentivize them by telling them that if you do such and such, I'll take you to the park. Or if you do X and Y and Z, I will give you chocolate. And similarly, when we're kids in school, our teachers speak to us the same way. That for the one who does best in the class, they attain this benefit or that benefit. It's natural human growth and progress for us to incentivize others so that we put forth the greater effort because we want to attain whatever it is that we're being incentivized by. And in the whole Qur'an, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the details of paradise, 
it's important to understand that he recognizes that we are a materialistic creation and that we understand things by means of tangible tools and mechanisms that he offers toward us. So when God mentions the fruits of paradise, or when he mentions reclined couches, or when he mentions the fact that we'll be in in a state of enjoyment with all of our friends and our family and our spouses, it's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that we love those things. And in order for us to be amongst those who are putting forth our effort in dedicated sincerity to him, what we're going to do is that we're going to put forth that effort oftentimes because what we see is the reward at the end of the tunnel. And though that's not the reason why we should be worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because at the end of the day we should be worshipping Him because He is worthy of worship, nonetheless, on the path toward getting toward that spiritual station of absolute and utter obedience and recognition and knowledge of Him and His most beautiful attributes, there's really no harm in seeking out benefit. When you come and take a look at the holy month of Ramadan, we see traditions from the Prophet and Ahlul Bayt that speak about the merits of every single night of these blessed dates. For instance, on the first night of the month of Ramadan, there is a stipulated prayer, a recommended prayer that we are told to recite. And that goes for the second, the third, the fourth, and every night within the holy month of Ramadan. If you were to go ahead and take a look in the books of Dua and the books of A'mal, you will see that every single night has a recommended prayer. And with that recommended prayer, the holy prophet or one of the imams of Ahl al-Bayt speak about the reward that we're going to get in paradise if we perform that prayer. For instance, if one prays, the prayer that's recommended on the night of the first of Ramadan, for instance, God will give them a house in paradise that is larger than the earth by 700 times, for instance. Just for lack of a better example, you come and you see that that could potentially be a reward for the first prayer. And the second night in the holy month of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala offers us another reward that we're going to get gardens in paradise that are such and such, and so on and so forth. The reason why is because that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to obey Him, wants us to worship Him, wants us to work toward building out our relationship through Him and with Him, and to connect and form this link with Him in the aspiration that after we get past the fact that we're going to be attaining a reward, that we actually find real love in that act of worship in, and that act of obedience, for instance, prayers in the middle of the night. And within the whole Qur'an, as we mentioned in the previous episode, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala often offers unique details about those who will be in paradise, the dwellers of the garden. And in chapter 35, Surah Fatir, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives another example of those who will be attaining paradise and what they're going to be enjoying. He states, chapter 35, verse 33, Gardens of perpetuity, they shall enter therein, they shall be made to wear therein bracelets of gold and pearls, 
and their dress shall be in silk. The first point that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions within this blessed verse is that paradise will again be in perpetuity. It will never end. It's a benefit that keeps on coming, that keeps on giving. And as we mentioned in the previous episode, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to give us paradise and it's not anything that is limited in comparison or in contrast with the benefits and the acts of enjoyment that we really benefit and enjoy in the dunya. In the dunya, in this particular world, every single one of my happy days are all going to end. And I'm going to be days, I'm going to be in days which I worry and which I'm going through a lot of anxiety. We go through a lot of ups and downs and that's okay. That's the nature of what it means to be a human being. But in paradise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He promises us, جَنَّاتُ أَدْنٍ يَدْخُلُونَهَا يُحَلَّوْنَ فِيهَا مِنْ أَصَاوَرَ مِنْ ذَحَبٍ وَلُؤْلُؤًا That paradise and the gardens that you're going to enjoy, they're never going to end. You shall enter into it and you'll be wearing the best of clothes of gold and pearls and you should be wearing silk because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again realizes and recognizes that human beings love luxury. And in order to motivate us to be the best that we can be in this world, he tells us that you're not going to be living in that sort of luxury in this world. Many people are going to go through different unique struggles. Even if you're very well off financially, you do okay, naturally we have an inclination to even get a little bit more. We're never satisfied when it comes to wealth. We're never satisfied when it comes to things. We're never satisfied when it comes to materialism or tangible gifts. We always want to seek more. And that's not necessarily a bad thing unless it's over-consuming our entire existence and it's taking us away from our spirituality. But the fact that we're striving for more, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala recognizes that's the nature of who most human beings are. So in order for us to realize that we have the potential toward attaining unique, tangible, materialistic things in the next world, that if He presents us those examples, inshallah we'll be able to put forth an effort in this world toward attaining just that. Thus, in verse number 34, He continues and He states, وَقَالُوا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الَّذِي أَذْحَبَ أَنَّ الْحَزَنِ إِنَّ رَبَّنَا and they shall say, they meaning the dwellers of paradise, all praise is due to Allah. The minute that they enter into paradise, inshallah, you and I, the minute that we enter into paradise, we will state, Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to God. All praise is due to God who has allowed for all grief to leave us, to depart from us. Because again, we go through so many struggles in this world. We go through a lot of trials and tribulations. We go through difficulties with family, with our spouses, with our parents, with our children, with our colleagues. We go through illnesses. We go through deaths of loved ones. We go through financial struggles. People go through all sorts of different things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He's quoting and foretelling what the people of paradise are going to state when they finally remove themselves from all of the shackles of this temporal existence and all of the challenges that come along with it 
when we will state to the people of paradise, Alhamdulillah alladhi adhaba'anna al-hasan. All praise is due to God for removing us from that dimension and allowing us to enter into this world of enjoyment and absolute contentment. Inna rabbana laghafurun shakur. And they will state, meaning the people of paradise again, that surely our Lord is the all-forgiving. Because people, when they enter into paradise, they're in a state of recognition that again, they committed sins and they transgressed God's boundaries. Every single one of us was transgressed God's boundaries so many times in our lives, maybe so many times just today, even though I'm fasting. But it's out of God's mercy that he forgives us, and that he completely removes any sort of trace of sin and vice that has entered into my heart due to my own doings out of his mercy and out of his forgiveness. Inna rabbana laghafurun shakur. And not only is he the all-forgiving, but he's the all-thankful. He's thankful for the fact that we're thankful for the blessings that he has given us. How remarkable is that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is thankful for the fact that we are going to be thankful when we are admitted into paradise. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just wants to give us more. لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ He states in the Quran that if you are thankful, then I will give you more. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to humble ourselves and just tell him thank you for all of the blessings that we attain on a day-to-day basis every single day in our lives. He states in verse number 35 of the whole Quran, again quoting the dwellers of paradise, الَّذِي أَحَلَّنَا دَارَ الْمُقَامَةِ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ لَا يَمُصُّنَا فِيهَا نَسَبٌ وَلَا يَمُصُّنَا فِيهَا لُغُوبٌ It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has allowed us to be in this graceful land of paradise and receive his blessings, whereby no challenges nor any difficulties will touch us, nor will we ever get tired from it. You know, when someone spends time with their family, when someone spends time eating delicious food all the time, perhaps they're going to get tired of it. Perhaps they're not going to enjoy it anymore. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises that paradise is a completely different ballgame. Where there is such contentment. And really there is no unique spiritual station that one can attain like contentment. Where we're in absolute submission to whatever it is that God gives us. And we're completely satisfied with Him in entirety. And at the same time, we're also satisfied with ourselves. That's what paradise means. That's in reality a manifestation of what paradise is all about. When we reach such a level that we're in absolute contentment and satisfaction with whatever it is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us, because out of His mercy and out of His blessing, again, we're going to be in a state of absolute enjoyment. And when you go ahead and take a look at all of the verses within the whole Qur'an, again, that speak about paradise, it's really a means to be a great motivation for us to go out and put forth our very best effort towards seeking closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in reality, it's an incredibly long discussion. If we were to go and take a look at the tafsir of all of the verses 
in the whole of Qur'an that speak in detail about paradise. But this particular discussion in chapter 35 of the whole of Qur'an, or the discussion in previous episode in chapter 36, Surah Yasin, just give us a little bit of glimpses into the gardens of paradise. But it's important to understand, as I mentioned earlier, that one should not feel that they're entitled toward attaining this incredible blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but rather that there are prerequisites and there is a lot of effort that we need to put in in order to attaining it. Just one very quick prerequisite that we need to be able to perform in order toward attaining this incredible blessing. On the 15th of the blessed month of Sha'ab, of the holy month of Ramadan, traditions and historians, they write toward us, that it coincides with the birth of one of God's greatest creations. And that is the birth of Al-Hasan ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib, the grandson of the Holy Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, the son of Ali and the son of Fatima. A man who, according to traditions of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, in which he states, Al-Hasani wal-Husayn, Sayyida Shabab Ahlul Jannah. That Hassan and Hussein are the leaders of the youth of paradise. And other traditions tell us that anyone who enters into paradise is going to enter as a youth. Meaning that Hassan and Hussein, according to this authentic narration on behalf of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, وسلم, that Hassan and Hussein are the leaders of paradise meaning that no one can enter into paradise unless, metaphorically, they get approval from the grandsons of the Holy Prophet ﷺ. In order for us to attain this perpetual blessing, this eternal paradise, eat out of its fruits, enjoy the company within it, sit on the reclined couches, and be in the state of absolute contentment and absolute satisfaction, it's important that during these blessed days and nights of the holy month of Ramadan, we actually know who are the guardians of the gates of paradise. To put forth an effort toward, for instance, on this day, if it's the birth of Hassan alayhi salam, then in putting forth an effort toward reading about the life of Imam al-Hassan alayhi salam. That I'm putting forth an effort toward understanding his socio-political circumstances, his history. That I'm reading his words and his advices that he's offered to us in the books of tradition. It's important that within these blessed days and nights, we're really working toward building a relationship with the leader of the home that we want to enter into. And we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we utilize these days and these nights of the holy month of Ramadan toward really building a relationship spiritually with God's greatest creations. Because as again the Prophet وسلم, states, Al-Hasani wal Hussein, Sayyida Shabab Ahl al-Jannah. And so much of the Quran is dedicated toward paradise, it's important toward understanding who are the occupiers of paradise. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to admit us into paradise under the shadow of the grandsons of the Holy Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam al-Hasan and al-Husayn alayhi wa sallam walhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa sallallahumma ala sayyidina wa nabiyina Muhammad wa ala ahl bayteh al-tayyibin al-tahirin
Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter at Fayaz Jaffer and look out for him on Facebook.